In the name of the true and living God, amen. Please be seated. So I'm going to begin with a story that is actually not explicitly a Christmas story. It's about a man that I used to know named Fred, who was a retired Episcopal clergy. In fact, he used to be the bishop of the Diocese of Los Angeles. Now, the Diocese of Los Angeles is a vast diocese. It has five large counties all brought into that one diocese. Churches of every size, and as you can imagine, also egos of every size. And Fred, if you knew him, was a slight, uh, small in stature person, very down to earth, very humble. If you've been around bishops, they're you know, bishops of all kinds, but many bishops are the kind of people where their feet don't quite touch the ground as they walk around. Fred was not like that. He was completely approachable. And a few years after he died, I came upon a book that he had written where he told some of the stories of the early experiences he had in ministry when he was newly out of seminary, newly ordained. And one of these stories he told about going to visit a family in their home. This family had a four-year-old boy, and Fred knocked on the door. The boy answered, and uh, Fred said to the child, are your mom and dad here? I'm here to see them. The child turned, stepped back in the house, and called, mom and dad, Jesus is here. <laughs> so like I said, this is not explicitly a Christmas story, except that this is the whole point of Christmas. Jesus is here, to our surprise, to our amazement, to our wonder. Jesus is here. This Christmas season, this whole season, if we're lucky, can be for us like walking in sacred space. By definition, what sacred space is, is space where the divine is present, where holiness is near. It's being in the presence of God. I hope that you've had that experience this year, this season, when the Christmas spirit has the power to sweep you up in a sense of joy and of awe and warmth. The Celtic Christians have a beautiful term that they use, which is called thin space. Thin space is a great description of sacred space because what it means is that barrier between us and the divine becomes so thin, it's almost nothing. In the Eastern Orthodox Christian tradition, what they do in worship is intentionally, they try to engage every single one of our senses, all five senses. I think the Episcopal Church almost does it, but we maybe get four out of the five. In the Orthodox tradition, though, you get the smell of incense, the flicker of candlelight, the sound of the chanting, and the feeling and the taste in your mouth of the bread and the wine. And Christmas, too, is multisensory, and I think for many of us, it draws us into the power of the experience, that smell of evergreen that we get, the sounds of bells and of carols, beloved melodies that we look forward to hearing, the lights that sparkle on buildings and on trees wherever you look, and the taste of sugar cookies and gingerbread and eggnog. 
It is the power to open us up to the present moment. And being in the present moment is the only way to make space for the divine, for Jesus to arrive. As the hymn goes, we let Christ be born in us this day. Sacred space is sacred because God is present and so are we. That is the whole point. I heard a Christmas sermon from a few years back by the renowned English preacher named Sam Wells, who's the, he's the vicar of St. Martin in the Fields, which is a church very similar to St. John's in many ways, but it's in London. And he um, observed about Christmas the importance of two particular words, and he lays it out in about 15 minutes, and I'll do you the favor of giving it to you in less than one. <laughs> there are two words, the word for and the word with. Think about it. For many of us, during Christmas time, we are focusing on what we are doing for others. We are buying gifts and shopping and wrapping gifts for others. Maybe we are preparing a space, preparing our home for hospitality, for family and other visitors. Or maybe we are doing charitable acts for those who are in need. But his point is that as good as it is to do things for, it can also bring us into this mental state of constant motion and, let's face it, sometimes stress and anxiety when actually the higher gift that we could be giving is the gift of being present with, being with. Sometimes it's easier to do something for, to give a gift to, than to simply be with somebody that you need to be with, someone you love, or somebody you maybe don't know yet. Theologically, too, we think about Christmas sometimes in this transactional way of God has done this for us. In our faith, sometimes our prayer is to pray for God to do things for us, and maybe we think of praying so we're doing something for God, when really what God deeply desires, I believe, is for us to be willing to be with God and to welcome God to be with us. Sam Wells is right. And at, Christian, at Christmas, we are invited to break that open and to remember another word, the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. That is the point at the heart of it all. Perhaps even more wonderful than us being with God are those times where we are surprised, where we maybe get to be like Mary, the one who brings Christ to others. She was the bearer of the sacred presence, the presence that came among us. We need to know this night and every day that each one of us is given that gift of bringing the presence of Christ with us everywhere we go, bringing Christ into the world. So don't be surprised when you find yourself like Mary or like Fred, bringing the presence of Christ with you when you least expect it. Merry Christmas. Amen. <laughs>